Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Man, we need to start like an Elevate, like tutoring or something like that. Lord Jesus. But anyways, listen, listen, listen. I know like 99.9% of the time I tell y'all, I'm not going to be before you guys long. And not be before you guys long ends up turning into like 30 minutes. But listen, let me, let me keep it playing with y'all. We got two verses. Look at your neighbor and say, two verses. Two verses. Look at your neighbor and say, hurry up, JR. While wow, the guy said it so loud. Whatever. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. We're going to get right into it. Romans chapter 12, if you're online, uh, fortunately we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, but that's all good. You guys should have access to maybe uh, something on your phone, hopefully you have a physical Bible. Who in here has brought a physical Bible? There you go, Wisdom, the worship leader, you know. If you don't have your physical Bible, even a, a digital Bible is cool too. If it's on your phone, you got the Bible app, Blue Letter Bible, Bible Gateway, whatever it may be. Make sure you got your Bible. If you don't have access to a Bible, we have access up to you up on the board. Turn me down a little bit, Ivy. Maybe in the uh, stage monitors. I feel like I'm about to be, be, I don't know. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Everybody there? I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Let me turn up this brightness because I think I need glasses now. 30 is coming. Romans chapter 12, starting from verse 1. It says this. You might be familiar. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, somebody say mercies, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, somebody say conformed, but be transformed, somebody say transformed, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's all the verses we got. Listen, I made y'all a promise. Tonight's going to be short. Two verses, three points. Y'all going to rock with me? Y'all going to rock with me? We good? Tonight, the title of tonight's message is this, Mercies on Mercies. Look at your neighbor and say, Mercies on Mercies. Mercies on Mercies. Now, in Romans chapter 12, Paul is beginning to pen a letter basically telling how the Roman church should conduct themselves. How they should conduct themselves as people, how they should conduct themselves as Christians living in a world that has so many different religions, that has so many different practices, teaching them how they should conduct themselves in their lives. And I think a lot of times when we read this seemingly old book, we don't think that it's relevant anymore. And a lot of times we look at the Bible and say, okay, well, the Bible applied to the old days. The Bible kind of applies to my parents. The Bible only applies to this section of life. But in reality, the Bible in its entirety applies to our whole life. It is the inspired word of God. It is the written word of God. And in this, Paul starts off Romans chapter 12. We're not going to go over the whole chapter tonight. But there's a lot to unpack just in these two verses. The first thing I want us to look at is this in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 where it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your reasonable service. Now, for many people, when they look at Christianity, they, they, look, at, they look at it like it's something that's, that's, that's super hard. 
They look at it like something that's impossible. For many people, when it comes to church, when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to following God, it seems like something that they either don't want to give, they don't want to give up the life that they're living to live a life for God, or maybe they think, well, because I'm not good enough, because I've done so many bad things, because I have so many bad thoughts, because I've done so many people bad, I'm not worthy of living a Christian life. When I couldn't be so far from the truth. The title of tonight's message is Mercies on Mercies. Our first point is this. God's mercies gives us opportunity for a transformed life. God's mercies gives us opportunity for a transformed life. God's mercies. The word continuously talks about in this phrase and the way that the, that the word paints uh, about God's mercy. It, it, it calls like God is, is, is rich in mercies, right? He's rich in mercies. Now, I don't know what your guys' life has been like, but I know that I haven't been perfect in my life. I know there are many times that I fall short. I know there are many times that I sin, that I mess up, that I make mistakes. But even in my messing up, God's sacrifice on the cross was sufficient enough for my mess-ups. You guys getting what I'm saying? Like, in this moment right now, you don't feel like you're worthy enough to live uh, uh, called to the way that God is calling you to live. You don't feel like you're worthy enough to be a good person. You don't feel like you're worthy enough to be a Christian. But, but I want, I'm here to tell you guys tonight that God's mercy is enough to give you the opportunity for a transformed life. That, that everybody knows the verse in John 3.16. Somebody said it last week. What's John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That this mercy, this great riches and mercy that God is talking about, this, this compassion that God felt for us was so great that even in our sin, even in our messing up, even when we deserve hell, God made a way for us to come back to him. That even in our mess ups, even in us falling short, even in us, 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 us doing the wrong things, God makes a way for us to come back to him and have a transformed life. And this is what Paul is saying in this passage of scripture. Keep this in mind. Keep the mercies in mind. Keep how much God has forgiven you in your life in mind. Think about how much mercy God has allotted your family in mind. When you think about the great things that God has done for you, when you think about all the things that he saved you from, when you think about all the things that you deserve that, that, that God stood in your place for, Paul is giving us this, this mindset and this standpoint to be like this. Hey, look, it says, by the mercies of God, because of God's mercies, because of what God has done for you, that you should present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's saying that, look, because you've been afforded this life, because you've been given the opportunity for this Christian life, because, you, you, because you've accepted God into your heart, live your life like you've accepted God in your heart. That, that when the Bible is talking about living sacrifice, does anybody know what the word sacrifice means? Anybody ever seen the movie Apocalypto? Am I dating myself? The movie Apocalypto, what were they doing up on the mountain? They were like sacrificing people, right? Usually sacrifice requires a death. And in particular during this time, Paul, who, who is Jewish, who, who, who does come from a Hebrew background, Paul, when he's talking about sacrifices, Paul knows what a sacrifice is. Because before Jesus in the Old Testament days, 
all the way up leading up to Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, what they would have to do to atone for their sins, they would have to get a, a, a calf or a sheep or, 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 or one of their livestock without spot or blemish, something that, that isn't like, okay, well, I'm just going to give God my, my messed up cow and then like that'll work out. Like, no, it had to be your best of your best to sacrifice in order to atone for your sins. So in this scripture, Paul isn't saying, look, because Christ died for you, you should die a physical death. That's not what he's saying. What God is saying is this. He's saying because God died died for you with a physical death, he, he paid the penalty for your sins. Because he died on the cross, you should have spiritually died with him and be made new in him. Your life should be a living sacrifice, meaning this, that God, I'm not just laying down a part of my life. God, I'm not just laying down a portion of my life that I think will be acceptable for you, but God, I'm laying down my whole life because you give me the opportunity to. It could have been so much easier for God to just be like, okay, they fell short. Let me turn my back on them. That's not the loving God that we serve. That's not the merciful God that we serve. We serve the kind of God that is, that is so uh, merciful, that is so loving, that he gives us the opportunity in our sin in our shortcomings, in our mess-ups, to to, to give our lives as a living sacrifice. Basically put it in this situation. God is giving us the opportunity to look. I'm giving you the opportunity to sacrifice yourself. And so many people are thinking like, well, I got a lot to sacrifice, JR. I got a good life. I do a lot of good things. I, I, I have a really fun life. I get to do whatever I want to. Things are going well. I don't know if I'm willing to give up this life. But let me, hear, let me share something with you today, or tonight, is this. There is no life like God can give. There is no life like, like the one that God can provide. We might think that we're missing out on something. We might have a little bit of FOMO on, on missing out on some of the things that our friends are doing and that our family is doing. But when we, when we lay down our lives as living sacrifices for God, when we lay down our lives before God for him to use, for him to uh, lead us with, then we can live a transformed life. Our first point was God's mercies give us an opportunity for a transformed life. The second point is this. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be conformed. Come on, y'all, wake up. We're going to be quick. But be transformed. One more time, one more time. Let's wake up for gentleness. Say, don't be conformed, but be transformed. Those words sound really familiar, don't they? Or really similar, don't they? Conform, transform, like I'm trying to write a bar or something like that. Ivy, like rhyming conform with transform. You can use that later. I need writing credits. But in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, when it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the picture that Paul is trying to paint us. He's like, look, you're living in an area... You're living in a life where, look, you have plenty of opportunity to blend in with a crowd that's on the outside. You have plenty of opportunity to blend in with your friends at school. You have plenty of opportunity to blend in with the worldly things that are going on on the outside and even that come from the inside of this church sometimes. But what Paul is telling you to do, because you you are laying your life down and, and, and you have taking the opportunity to live a transformed life in Jesus Christ, he's telling you this, and look, don't fall and act like you're like everybody else, but you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. We don't think like the world thinks. We don't talk like the world talks. We don't act like the world acts. 
We act and we talk and we think like transformed people. I love the way the Bible talks about the old man passing away and us adopting the new man, us putting on the new man that Christ has created us to be. That maybe before you used to have an addiction, but in the new man you are set free. Maybe in the old man you, you, you relied uh, had codependency in relationships in that you absolutely needed to, to have a significant other. You absolutely needed to have some sort of relationship to, to, to maybe mask some of the pain that you're going through. But now that you have a new relationship, now that you've been made new, the relationship that you need, the relationship that keeps you going is between you and God. Is that, look, you're not looking for something to make you content in this world. You're not just looking to blend in. But like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, remember when I was struggling to light that lamp? We're talking about letting our light so shine before men so that we can show the glory of God. Don't be conformed. Don't just blend in. You know what the funniest meme to me is right now? I know the meme format is getting kind of old, but you guys know the, like, like the, the John Cena memes? Where it's like John Cena in regular clothes, and they're like, what are we looking at? You know, the whole joke is that you can't see him. Yeah, that went over some of your guys' heads. Maybe have you guys seen, like, maybe have you guys seen, like, somebody that's, like, in a meme that has, like, cargo pants, shorts, or pants, and then has, like, a regular top, and they're like, where do his legs go? Because it's blending in with the background. Anybody familiar with the term camouflage? For those of you that play Call of Duty, you know what camouflage is. It's basically what this word is saying that, look, don't be camouflaged with the rest of these people. Don't be camouflaged with the world. Don't try to turn your light off in dark places because you might offend some people. But live a life that's transformed. Live a life that, that shows the goodness of God in you. Live a life that says, look, I may have been this person before. I may have been in the darkness with you before. But now that I've been made new, now that I've been transformed, I can't live like I used to live. I can't talk like I used to talk. We, 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 I have laid down my life as a living sacrifice. So look. I do go to church on Sundays. I do go to church on Tuesdays. I, I do go to church on Thursdays. But guess what? On Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, all those other days, I'm a Christian too. Not just when I go to church. That when I leave these, when I leave these four walls, when I walk out of that front door, that I don't just conform myself around certain people. That I live a life that's transformed. That look, I live, I live a life, and listen, this is not you just being. The, the Christian bougie, like you just got your nose all up in the air. I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm telling you to live your life at such a standard that your friends have to come up to your standard. That, that, that you're leading such a life that, look, I, I, I know we used to listen to that kind of music, but hey, listen, bro. I started to realize by listening to the lyrics that this music is tearing me down. That, that the things that I'm trying to grow in, I'm trying to grow in God, like, some music I can't, I can't subscribe to. Some TV shows I can't subscribe to. I, I know I'm getting older and my parents are allowing me to watch TV, MA stuff, and I can watch rated, rated R movies on my own, but some stuff I know I can't subject myself to because I don't want to fail and fall. That's what living a transformed life is. Not just being transformed when people see you, but being transformed all the way through. Because listen, you can even be conformed in church, and I mean that by this, is that you can come to church and get all the, all the behavior right 
and learn how to say all the Christian things and know how to move like a Christian, but you're not a Christian in your heart. Transformation happens from the inside out. When, when the Bible talks about transformation, when the Bible talks about being a made a new man or new woman, I don't want to go the whole amen, a woman route, okay? I don't want to do that. When I say man, I'm talking about the collective man, like human beings. You guys understand? Okay? For those of you that are online, don't cancel me. But when we're talking about being transformed, the Bible continuously talks about being transformed from the inside out. It's talking about creating in me a clean heart and renewing in me a right spirit. When the Bible talks about being transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. Not just the renewing of your behavior. Not just the renewing of the things that you do because what God knows in his, his great and infinite wisdom is this. If your mind has been given to me, if your heart has been given to me, if you spiritually give yourself to me, I can make the transformation happen from the inside out. There, there are so many times that we try to transform ourselves and to make ourselves into better people and to make ourselves into good people. But guess what? We lack the power. We are inadequate at making ourselves better people. That there is only one standard when it comes to transformation. There is only one standard when it comes to living a righteous life, and that's living a life in Christ. My kids are here, so just so y'all know. I do have kids, all the, all the little stuff that I talk about. Y'all don't have to tell them be quiet. It's all good. But our first point is it says God's mercies gives us opportunity for a transformed life. The second point is don't be conformed, but be transformed. And as I come to a close with this last point, see, I told you I wouldn't be long. The last point is this. Prove God's good, acceptable, and perfect will. Prove God's good, acceptable and perfect will what does that mean jr how do i prove god's good acceptable and perfect will you do so by living out the will of god you do so by when you come to elevate and when you come to church and when you open your bible and when you listen to messages and passages at home that you don't just be a hearer of the word like james says but you be an actual doer of the word that you don't just come to church and hear about loving your neighbor and loving God with all your heart, your soul, and strength and leaving this church and not applying any of it. Is that when we read this word, when, when we open up our word, we are doing it to make sure that we are edified for, for the glory of God. We are doing it so that we can be equipped for, 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 for life out there. And as we all stand to our feet, The Bible talks constantly about the riches of God's mercy. It talks about the riches. When you look at that, that, that translation when it comes to mercy, it talks about the riches of God's compassion. How compassionate he is for you. How much he loves you. How much he cares for you. So much so that in, 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 even in our, in, our, in our shortcomings, even in our failures, even when we deserve death, when we deserve hell, Christ made a way for us to be with him forever in heaven. Christ made a way for us to live a life that's righteous through him. Ephesians talks about us being saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. 
It only happens with faith in Christ. It only happens with faith in our faithful God. You can try and live a transformed life. Like you can try and nitpick what you want to out of this Bible and try to live a life that that looks seemingly Christian, but without God's help, without his spirit, without his wisdom, without him translating it to you, you're not going to be able to live it out. So here's, here's the opportunity with every head bowed and every eye closed. The first thing I want to address is this. I'm not going to assume that all of us are saved. I'm not going to assume that all of us have accepted Jesus Christ into our hearts. If you are here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, if you want to repent for your sins and turn towards God, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. That simple. That's all I'm asking of you. I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. Amen. We're all family. We're all saved. Cool. Now, this is for, the, for, for those of us that are already are saved. Maybe you're here today and it's like, look, JR, I've been given a halfway sacrifice. JR, I've been living a part-time Christian life. JR, I've been doing right in public, but in my private life, in my life when I'm alone at home, in my life when I'm by myself, it's been far from Christian. God has such riches in mercy and grace that he has afforded to you through his son, Jesus Christ. And what he's doing, and he's giving you this opportunity right here and now, is to look, to repent, turn from the ways that you used to do. We're constantly being sanctified and clean and grown in the family and the kingdom of God. So if you're here today, look, you're saying, look, JR, this is it. I'm going to give everything and nothing less. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to live my life as a living sacrifice unto God. If that's you, I want you to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you making it plain enough for us, Lord God, to understand, for us to apply, God. Lord, I'm praying that we're not just hearers tonight, but we're doers of your word. God, I pray that we recognize your riches in mercy and grace, that you give us an opportunity for a transformed life. God, I pray that we don't live with a spirit of fear, Lord God, but we live with the spirit that you have given us, which is power, love, and a sound mind. That we have such a sound mind, Lord God, that we won't be afraid of the places that we go to to to, to, to dim our lights, God, that we live a transformed life in you. That we can live out your good and acceptable and perfect will in our lives, God. And God, I'm praying that here tonight that you give us the boldness to to go before before your throne, God, and and continue to uh, uh, allow you to pour your will into our lives. Jesus, like you prayed, not our will, but the Father's will be done in our lives, God. That sometimes we might not feel like doing certain things. That sometimes we might not have the energy to do certain things. That sometimes some of the things that we have to do for you might be inconvenient. But nevertheless, God, your will be done. Your your will be done in our schools through us, God. Your will be done in our families uh, through us, God. I am praying that we can be your ambassadors proving what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of you, Father. God, I am praying that you, you embolden and you give them the strength to each and every young person that is in this room. That they are not just attenders, God, that they are ambassadors of your word. They are ambassadors of your goodness. God, I am praying that you, that you 
Give them the courage that they need, Lord God, to speak your word with truth and boldness, God. To speak your word in love, Lord. God, I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a praise real quick? Hallelujah.